Good evening. This is Joshua, and this is the Hero Complex. Good evening. Hope y'all are doing okay. Um, this episode, I'm going to go over a love triangle between Deadpool, Thanos, and Death. Now, this idea or this subject was given to me by a friend of mine named Danny, and she wanted to see my perspective on the whole thing. So, just to give you a background on the whole thing, um, you have to go back to basically the very beginning um, between Death and Thanos. Now, as a young kid, Thanos was a pacifist, and which is surprising because from even from birth, uh, his mother, which I can't remember her name, but um, his mother tried to kill him uh, right after he was, you know, born. Uh, once she saw him, because he was part of a race named the Eternals. Now, during this time, you had the Eternals and the Deviants. Now, the way he looks is just like. It's a mutation, and it was a deviant mutation, so he looked like the chaotic, evil creatures that were known as the deviants and not the you know higher echelon eternal that would look like you or I. Um, so that and she was stopped by his father named Alars. Um, so fast forward, um, there was a time where Thanos as a young child. I want to say early, early adolescence, probably 12, 13. He was a pacifist, um, just to give a good description of him. He, he really didn't do anything with confrontation. He avoided it actively, if he could. He was highly rooted in science, and he had a very big interest in animals. Well, there was a time where uh, one specific situation where he knew that there was a secluded area where these, uh, these species of lizard were uh, down there, and that's where they basically had their, their home or their Hubble. Well, he kind of goaded his friends into going down there with him. And during this time, those lizards, he found out uh, the hard way, at least, uh, or the hard way really is that those lizards were very, very aggressive and very, very ferocious to where those lizards just slaughtered his friends. Every single one of them just slaughtered little kids. And he basically ran and escaped. Um, so this brought in him like a, an anger that he really didn't know what to do with it. And because he, he was non-confrontational, so he had no idea how to, how to get rid of this. Um, so then enters this little girl about his, his age. And she was pale in complexion, had jet black hair, had markings on her face, uh, looked like tattoos, but um, she manipulated him into basically feeding into that anger and, and using that anger and then going and avenging the deaths of his friends by just demolishing and slaughtering the, the lizards in kind. Um, so after that, it kind of sparked in him the fascination with death. Now I say fascination because this is, this is the beginning of his adolescence and it started growing into his early teens and early to late teens. Um, his, basically infatuation with death um, to the point where he became obsessed with it. And then he became a nihilist. 
Now, if you're not familiar with what a nihilist is, a nihilist is a person that worships death or the absence of life um, as a whole. And then he found out who that little girl was because, um, and it, it is never stated until later on because she never really says her name because then he, he tells her, Oh, I've been thinking about you. And she's like, well, wait a minute. And she spurns him every, every turn, every turn. Um, but she basically starts showing up just, you know, out of nowhere, wherever he is, like she already knew he was there. And then he comes out and he, he just says, I know who you are and I will never stop searching for you. And basically tells him that I'm, you know, destined to be yours or destined to be with you. Um, anyway, just professing his love for death. Now, mind you, this is an abstract cosmic being that is that, that controls the end of life because she has a sister named life. Um, so, and then she also has other siblings, uh, Lord chaos, master order, um, eternity, infinity, so on and so forth. Um, but that's a whole nother story. Uh, so this starts his crusade, his crusade to get the admiration of death to be basically be his um, to the point where at one point he goes and he gains a following of amasses a following of a whole bunch of aliens and then goes back to his home planet and demolishes it and just nuclear uh, throws nuclear missiles at it and just demolishes everybody basically wipes out his whole entire um, family, friends and everybody, everybody on his planet, meaning leaving him to be the last Titan. Um, and at that point, I think that's when he gained the moniker, the mad Titan is when he killed his own people. Um, then he would go and search out his offspring because as he was going about and during the time close to the where he demolished his own planet, he went out and he basically conquered. He conquered planets, conquered civilizations. And um, at that time, he, of course, he was a young guy. So he would conceive children. So he went out throughout the universe and killed hundreds of his kids and wiped them all out. He had no kids after that instead of one which he comes up later, later in history. But, um, and that was just to gain her favor because meaning nobody else could have his heart, but death, not even his progeny could have it. Um, so then he basically just wiped him out. Um, and at one point this, this culminated because Thanos and death actually had a child. Now that this wasn't them going off into the sunset and then having a kid like you or I would, but, um, Thanos died. He literally died. And then his energy merged with death and that conceived or created a creature called rot. Now I say creature because it was a mindless being. Um, it was an abstract being that was neither live nor dead. It was actually both at the same time. Um, and it was a, basically a creature of chaos, Meaning if he fed on something living, it basically fed him and, and it would make him grow in stature and power level. But the problem with him being an abstract entity that was both living and dead, death couldn't sense him. She could sense everybody in the galaxy and anybody in the universe. And she would know what they were doing, where they were, so on and so forth. Um, with him, she couldn't. 
She couldn't sense him. She couldn't see him. She couldn't even know where he was or what he was doing. So that means he had, she had no sway over him, meaning she couldn't control him. So that was an issue. Now it came to head that uh, Thanos was actually came back to life and then they destroyed rot. Um, but that was kind of like a future telling of people. Like if these two get together, this is what's going to be left, which would be nothing because nobody's left to stop it. Um, now <clears throat> on top of that, Thanos also along with killing his progeny, killing his basically his whole entire civilization that's when he started with the uh the infinity gems and the cosmic cube and all that stuff um that's where the infinity saga came in the infinity gauntlet the infinity war and infinity crusade um those were all uh a crusade to basically win death over well during the infinity gauntlet death kind of spurned him because um when he had the infinity gauntlet, Thanos was more powerful than her and she couldn't have that. That means she would not be, or he would not be in her service. She would be in his. And that's not when you're an entity that rules over everything living, that doesn't really sit well with you. Um, that's kind of like a King going to a jester. So uh, she didn't like that. And that was pretty much the last time I think she actually sat there and, stayed with him for a while. The rest of the time was just, you know, sporadic times to where she would show up. He would see her and say, Hey, and then she'd disappear. So basically she was manipulating him into continuing this just for her own gain because she would get, you know, death out of things. So, and that brings us to her and Deadpool. Now her and Deadpool, they first met, um, can't remember the series, but I think it was in 1998 the annual where it basically uh, shows Deadpool then named uh, Wade Wilson. He didn't become Deadpool till later on. Um, Wade Wilson was diagnosed with cancer and was basically told, Hey, you have, you basically ain't got long to live. So then he was like, you know what? I'll just go to this. And he went to the weapon X facility, which he called the superhero factory. Uh, but we know it as the weapon X facility that created beings like Wolverine and Sabretooth. Um, so while he was there, and I know if you guys have watched the movies, we all know who, who Francis is. Um, got his name off a of dish soap, Ajax. Um, in the book, while Wade Wilson was in the Weapon X facility, it they depicted him in the movie of already having the name Ajax, but in the book, his name was A-Man, and it was ridiculous. Black outfit with a big old A on it. It was, it was crazy. Um, well, basically, Wade Wilson <clears throat> got his treatment, and he didn't uh, he didn't manifest a power. Uh, so they basically categorized him as a uh, a reject. And uh, once they did that, they put him in where the other rejects go, and they would basically um, experiment on him and see what went wrong, and then basically part him out, I guess. Um, use their DNA to do stuff with other people. Well, they couldn't do that with Wade Wilson because he gained, although he gained grotesque skin and, and lesions and stuff like that, he then gained a healing factor that was if on par, if not better than Wolverine's. Um, 
So then they couldn't really do anything with him. They could damage him. They could torture him and they could experiment on him, but they couldn't really kill him. Um, so he kept on goading Francis, just basically talking about his first name and stuff like that. And then um, Francis wanted to kill him where the doctor that was experimenting on, on Wade Wilson wouldn't let Ajax do that or wouldn't let Francis do that um, until um, Francis said, okay, well, I can't hurt you, but I can always torture your friends. And then knowing that, uh, knowing that he went after a friend of uh, Wade Wilson's and I can't remember the guy's name, but basically the guy was like, screw it. He's going to kill me anyway. Don't do it. Don't, don't give in. And then Deadpool, of course, just said something, uh, said something to him and he went to kill his friend. Well, Wade Wilson breaks his friend's neck and was like, yeah, you're going to die for this. Well, that in turn helped Ajax out. And when the doctor found out that Wade Wilson basically killed another uh, patient, he said, okay, you can't do this. You got to go. So then when Ajax puts him on a table um, and basically takes his heart out. Well, during this time, sorry, let me go back. Um, during the first night, death came and visited Wade Wilson, but not really come to visit him. Because at that time, nobody could see you or nobody could see death unless they were on their way out. Wade Wilson wasn't on his way out, um, but he could see her. And that kind of surprised her and that kind of intrigued her. And she's like, wait, wait a minute. Um, and of course, it, it got weird off the bat because then Wade Wilson was like, well, if you're going to see death, you might as well see death as a hottie. And was basically hitting on her. Um, and you see a supermodel body, but a skeleton for a head, which is kind of off but you know anyway um it kind of set her uh, it kind of made her kind of uh step back because she's like whoa you can see me nobody's supposed to see me well then she looks inside him and she goes hey, you ain't got no aneurysms so why are you able to see me so it kind of interested her so the whole entire time that all that was going on that i disclosed first she was trying to get him to just let go and die and be with her um well, when we get to the part where Ajax pulls out Wade Wilson's heart, Wade Wilson's healing factor then kicks into overdrive and basically regrows his heart. And then at that point, he can't see death anymore because he's no longer dying or in between dying and living. He's fully alive and will never die. Um, so then she goes away. He doesn't see her for a while. Now, fast forward to... I think volume two, uh, Deadpool volume two issue 93, 90, 93 or 63. Anyway, um, he dies, he gets killed. And the only thing left was his hand. Now there's a funeral for Deadpool or Wade Wilson. And you see people there. And of course he has some fun with the people being a ghost. Well then as he's transporting or as he's crossing over, he gets to death in a bedroom and they go to embrace and kiss. And then somebody, you see a figure standing over his grave and he does something to it. And this figure has green eyes and you see him stand over and then do something to his grave. And his hand starts to grow again. And then Deadpool gets pulled back into his body because it grows an entire him out of his hand. Well, at this time he has amnesia, doesn't know who he is until he gets with, he finds weasel. 
Now, Weasel knows who he is, but he has no idea we, who Weasel is. So then Weasel, this entire time, is trying to jog his memory. Um, and when he gets his memory back, in the middle of all this, there's characters that are coming about that are calling themselves Deadpool, where you think they're just, you know, normal people, but they're not. Um, so this gets ahead that all those people that are showing up are aspects of his personality. Well, then you get towards the middle of the story and you find out the guy that did that to Deadpool that grew him back was a guy named T-Ray who actually killed Deadpool. And he keeps on saying that his employer doesn't want you to die. He just uh, doesn't want him to die. He just wants him to suffer. He wants to lose things, blah, 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 blah. But he never discloses who his, who his employer is. Well, Deadpool um, ends up beating T-Ray and turning him basically into a uh, blithering, drooling idiot uh, by putting all of the aspects of his personality into him, which drove him crazy. Um, so then at the end of the story, you find out who the employer was. The employer was Thanos saying that you will never get death's hand. It's only me. So you will forever be cursed with life. So therefore Deadpool can never die. Um, so given that the Deadpool can't die in the story, Deadpool, the end, which this was a whole series that they did with miles Morales, Spider-Man, Captain Marvel, Deadpool, Dr. Strange, Captain America, and one other one, uh, Venom. Um, these were good stories, but the, the Deadpool, the end, the death crew tired because Wade Wilson got uh, fat. He got fat and lazy and he wouldn't really do nothing. Um, so then at, there was one day where she came about and she was basically complaining at him very passive aggressively. And then he made a couple of jokes and then she said, well, I'm going on a coffee date. And then he was like, well, okay, well, wait a minute. Who? there's not many people left, but you and me. And she goes, well, there is one person left. And then automatically he goes back right back that it's Thanos. And so she breaks up with him after thousands, thousands of years and then goes to Thanos. So then that culminates another string. Um, and I think it was Ben Riley and Ben Riley, Scarlet spider, um, that death actually showed up and was trying to get him to, you know, turn over and leave for schooling and basically helping him out. And he just randomly just comes up and was like, Hey, wait a minute. Don't you have a thing with Thanos? Because I think she was trying to like flirt with him. And she, he was like, wait, don't you have a thing with Thanos? She's like, yeah, the thing with Thanos is that he was trying to covet me kind of like, uh, something of great power for him to own kind of like he did the infinity gauntlet. And, I don't like that at all. So he's, yeah, no. Um, and then he said, well, what about Deadpool? Cause I know you two had something going on and she goes, well, Deadpool was a diversion because when you're immortal, uh, things tend to get boring and mundane. So you kind of have something to break up the monotony. Um, and that's what Deadpool was. Uh, and that I think was a funny part because that was just, something totally separate. It was a Spider-Man storyline and they bring Thanos and Deadpool and, and it just comes together. And I found that kind of humorous. Um, my whole thing about it is basically it, it's a trivial look at death because you're looking at a, you're looking at a cosmic entity and she's a person. 
she's supposed to be objective, but she's not. She has two people, two guys chasing after her. And she's very, very manipulative in that right. But you have to look at the two characters. Deadpool's a mercenary. Colorful as it is, funny as he is, he's still a mercenary, an agent of death. And then Thanos is a nihilist, a person that celebrates death and worships death. So therefore, these are two guaranteed people to keep her in business. So that's why she keeps him going back and forth. Um, and it makes sense. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much my, uh, my whole spiel on that one. Um, I will try from, I'm, I'm uh, gaining a Facebook uh, for uh, the podcast. It will be the hero complex. You guys will be able to find it within the next week or couple days. I will have a reading list of basically where you can find all the books that I went over last or uh, tonight. Um, and then I'll try and do that. I'll do my best to do that with every storyline that I, that I cover or every subject that I cover. Um, if any book that I cite, I'll write it down and I'll, I'll copy it onto a reading list there. Um, if you're using the anchor format, you can always go on there and leave me a voice message or you can send me um once I have the Facebook page up, I'll let you guys know. And then you can send me messages on there. But you can also go to my website, thehero-complex.com. You can go there and subscribe to my website. And you guys can leave me messages there too. Um, bring up stuff that you want to talk about. And then if you guys are more than welcome or, or willing, whoever wants to have a discussion about a book, let me know, man. Um, you guys can come on the show. Uh, I'll have guest hosts and, and special guests, but you know, you guys are part of this too. This is not just my podcast. This is yours too. So, uh, feel free to contact me. Of course, I'm on TikTok and Instagram. Uh, you can get me on quantum traveler one on TikTok and at quantum traveler, uh, one on Instagram. Always thank you for listening and I will see you guys next time. Thank you.